This is a Federal News Network podcast. Agencies improvised last year to expand telework and hire remote employees. Now more than a year into the pandemic, many want to keep those telework and remote work options for the long haul. But old policies and pay systems don't necessarily support new flexibilities. So the Office of Personnel Management is reviewing those policies now, and it's planning new guidance to help support the agencies who want to make more permanent telework changes. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Office of Personnel Management is looking into existing regulations, laws, and other policies. And the goal is to see what might stick and what needs some editing after the pandemic upended the way agencies think about when and where their employees work. Rob Schreiber is the Director of Employee Services at OPM. Now the question is, as we begin to emerge from the pandemic, as vaccines become more readily available, are we turning back the clock? And at least as far as OPM is concerned, the answer is no. There's no interest in returning to a February 2020 footing. There has been so much good work that has been done out of an emergency that has really been transitional and transformational for the government. And so we're looking at lessons learned from that. We're looking at things that worked really well. We're looking at obstacles in the current law and regulations and policy. And we're engaging with stakeholders to figure out what reforms need to be put in place to promote a different vision of work in the federal government going forward. Several agencies are already working on new telework or remote work plans. The Agriculture Department is reviewing all of its positions to see whether they could be completely virtual. The Department of Housing and Urban Development is redesigning its telework program, too. It's using feedback from employees as a guide. Just 3% of the HUD workforce teleworked every day before the pandemic. Now, that number is more like 93%. The Air Force has some changes in the works, too. Lauren Nausenberger is the Air Force Chief Information Officer. Telework is definitely here to stay. And you know it's here to stay when memos start going around about how we're going to handle, you know, telework after after COVID. And so there's a lot of discussion right now about, you know, going through and really assessing how much of our staffs can telework, how many of our staffs want to telework, and who just really can't because of the nature of their jobs. And we are, I don't want to get out ahead of the department on the percentage, but it's a pretty aggressive percentage that we want to target for telework or for kind of a hybrid model. And uh, for that hybrid model, we're actually looking at hoteling space within the Pentagon. How do we kind of create more of a WeWork environment within some of the offices rather than here is my space and here is your space and whether or not I'm there, I'm still taking up the space. Schreiber says current government-wide policy seems to support agencies who want to offer more frequent telework schedules for their employees after the pandemic. But OPM is still reviewing those policies. Remote work, though, poses more questions. Teleworking employees usually had to come to the office at least once every two weeks before the pandemic, but employees don't have to under a remote work arrangement. OPM says remote work has the potential to offer up new recruitment and retention opportunities, and it's making government work accessible to people in parts of the country where it wasn't before. It's still raising some tough questions, though, like locality pay. Here's Schreiber. If your office is in Washington, D.C. or in San Francisco, and traditionally you've been, you know, either not eligible for telework or you've been on a regular telework schedule that's required you to come in to your D.C. or your San Francisco office, 
and you've received DC or San Francisco locality pay. What should the policy be if you don't have to come into the office? And if you are living in an area where the locality pay is lower or the reverse, what if your office is in a lower paying locality, but you're living in a higher paying area of the country? So these are the issues that we're wrestling with when it comes to pay administration. You know, you can see a a theme here, right? Like the system was designed with the assumption that people would be coming into the office. OPM didn't describe a specific timeline for new guidance, but the COVID-19 vaccine supply is expanding and more adults in the U.S. are or will become eligible for the vaccine by May 1st. That's putting some pressure on OPM to respond sooner rather than later with new guidance, especially as agencies think about reopening their offices to more employees. Here's Shriver. You know, this administration's commitment is to worker safety. You know, there's going to be notice of any changes. There's going to be time to work through this and make sure that we're prioritizing the safety of the federal workforce. Having said that, you know, we are feeling the pressure to make sure that we're getting guidance out agencies as soon as possible. Telework and remote work guidance is a top priority for OPM, but it plans to weigh in on other workforce flexibilities, too. Many agencies allowed federal employees to work odd hours to accommodate child and elder care responsibilities during the pandemic, and OPM is exploring whether it can make some of those flexible work hour policies more permanent after the pandemic. Here's Shriver. And so the government has adapted and has supported employees in in balancing all of those different considerations. And employees have stepped up and shown that, you know, given that flexibility, you know, they continue to be very mission-driven and committed to serving the American people and are working the time that they need to work to do their job. Now, the existing laws and regulations and policies They don't really contemplate that. Other agencies are thinking about ways they can support their employees, too. HUD surveyed its employees to learn about their stresses and needs while working from home. The department allowed employees to come into the office to pick up additional monitors to use at home based on their feedback. And NASA is considering whether employees could tap into unused commuter benefits to purchase new chairs or desks to use at home. Shannon Meehan is the acting director of NASA's Executive Services Division. These are ideas that have been generated in terms of finding our costs, right? We're paying for leases for printers at the office, and those aren't being, you know, those aren't being used in the way that they were before. So what if we sunsetted those leases and revectored those costs? Some of these strategies are kind of in the idea generation, and we're not quite there in terms of implementation, but I will share that we're learning across the agency really how to leverage and move the organization forward with some new thinking. All of these changes will put more pressure on supervisors, and agencies say they'll probably need more training and guidance to help manage employees working both in person and remotely. Here's Shriver. And it's different from a recruiting, a hiring, onboarding, a development, a training, and a performance management perspective. We're starting to do a deep dive into performance management, and, you know, I think think we, we need to help train Uh, our managers across government and how to handle expanded telework, remote work, hybrid situations. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.